Good morning. George Church, you dismissed. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Good to see everybody out this morning. Um, I wanted to share with you that little clip of that video. It just gets me every time. But it kind of fits with my message this morning. And so, um, I'm going to start this morning. How, how many are is ready for Christmas? Excited about it? Amen. Oh, yeah, a few of them. <laughs> I hope by the ser- time the sermon is over, you'll be really excited. Amen? Because yeah. God wants you to have a Merry Christmas. Yes. Amen. A Merry Christmas, not a scary Christmas. Amen? God wants you to have a merry Christmas, not a scary Christmas. Amen? Amen. We don't need no nightmares before Christmas, right? All right. Let's turn to Luke chapter number one. Luke chapter number one. So we're not having a scary Christmas this year. Woo! Yeah! He said, what you preaching on this morning, preacher? <laughs> Caught you off guard, did I not? <laughs> Every, everyone has secret fears, right? Amen. Amen. Some people fear that if you really knew them, you wouldn't like them. Right? Other people have fears that they have a secret that someone might find out about. Amen? Amen. Fears about, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to have enough. Fearful, fear of dying alone. There's multiple fears in our world today. We live in a fearful world. Amen? Even in the church. It's not just in the world, but it's in the church too. Fear of never finding love. There is real fears that people face. And maybe some in this building. But one of the greatest messages of the Christmas story is fear not. Amen? You heard the angel while ago tell the shepherds? And they were scattering like... I love it. It just gets me because I, I, I was that guy. But the message is fear. You cannot read the Christmas story and uh, the story of Christmas and not keep reading every episode of the Christmas story, you keep having these words come up that God is saying to different people, fear not. Amen? There is five people that we're going to talk about this morning in the Christmas story that had a problem with fear. And we're going we're gonna to talk about them. The first one was Mary key person to the Christmas story. But she had the fear of inadequacy. The fear of me? Really, God? You're choosing me to bear your son? God incarnate? God in the flesh? And you're choosing me? If you'll look in chapter 1 of Luke, 
and also chapter 2. You will find Mary's song, I believe it is in chapter 1, and, and we'll cover that a little later on, but she wrote a song that tells how she felt about becoming the mother of God incarnate. She didn't know how she could do it. But I want to talk to us this morning. There are five different fears, and each one of them have major fears that we deal with today that will defeat us in our lives if we let them have preeminence. But I'm going to talk to us this morning about overcoming the fear of inadequacy. Overcoming the fear of I'm not good enough. I shouldn't have, I, I shouldn't be in this position or I shouldn't have been caught. I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as people think I am. Right? I'm, I can't do this, God. This is not me. You should have chose the lady down the street, the other girl that I know, but not me. I can't do this. Inadequacy. How many felt that away? Inadequate for what God called you to do. You're inadequate for what God's about to birth in your life. But let me tell you, this Christmas, we're having no fear. Amen. Amen. We're going to get rid of the fear of inadequacy. So moving on, we have another fear. The Virgin Mary was inadequate. But next was Joseph. Joseph had a look at Joseph in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 through 20. I might be moving a little fast, Matt. But uh, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Wow. Next verse. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Joseph wasn't just anybody. He was a just man. Not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Or in other words, he was he was going to give her uh, a, a um, excuse or he was going to give her an option to opt out of the marriage. The espousal. Because she was found child of the Holy Spirit. And so the next verse says that but when while he thought on these things, he just was thinking about Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and saying, Joseph, thou son of David, here's these words again, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, we don't understand what Joseph was dealing with, but mama said, it's not a good thing for you to marry a pregnant woman. Daddy said that's not our culture. God, we can't do that. So he was having fear of disapproval. So he was willing to make a choice to put her away, to give her an option to get out of it, and him an option as well, and make mama and daddy and all his family really happy with him because he stood up for the truth. So he has the fear of disapproval. How I many has been there? When you knew you're supposed to do something for God, but your family's saying, "Nah, that ain't God. God wouldn't ask you to do that." Come on. Now, Joseph, do you really believe God 
would ask you to marry somebody that's been with somebody else? Come on. Y'all know people. They might have been Facebook back then. I don't know what it was. Or new too. Or something. And Joseph was having second thought. This is what he spoke. Why he thought on these things, putting her away, going off and leaving her. Oh, I don't I don't need that in my life. I don't need that drama in my come on. Come on, get with get with what we got today. I don't need that in my life. I got enough problems of my own without taking somebody else's baby. But what God was about to do through him and Mary was about to bring hope to a lost world. When the angel looked at Mary and said, it's about you. You're going to teach this boy what's right and wrong. He's God's son, but you have the job of promoting that in the And she says, I'm not adequate enough for that job, Lord. Give it to somebody else. And then, and then Joseph was the God chosen to help her guide that boy into the truth that God was with him and God was in him and he was God in God instill that in him, let him know it, encourage that. Joseph said, I can't do it. Mama don't like it. Daddy don't like it, so I might not be having Christmas dinner no more. So I think I'll just off that. But what he thought on these things. Whew. Don't let what mama and them say. Don't let what don't let them talk out and talk you out of missing out what God's about to do in your life. Yeah. Disapproval. The fear of inadequacy. It's very rare. Real. Both of those are. But there's another group of main characters called the shepherds. They were relaxing out in the field. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, in verse number 8, I believe it is, he said, and there was in the same country shepherds abiding or living in the field. They were hanging out, living in a field. They knew what was going to happen next. They had their lives all situated. Mom, daddy was a shepherd. Grandpa was a shepherd. And, and all my kids are going to be shepherds. Right? They had it all planned out. It was all, I mean, life was subject to no change. Right? No change in their life. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. And, but the next verse. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were greatly or sore afraid. Y'all seen it a while ago. They scattered. Because they had a fear of sudden change. Some people in our lives don't, we don't like change, do we? We're creature of habits. But won't you dye your hair another color? Won't you next time you go to the restaurant get an, a steak instead of a sandwich? Come on, we're creatures of habit. We ain't don't hurt nothing to do something different every now and then. Because we get stuck in the ruts and the habits. And when God shows up and he says, hey, I'm ready for a change, it scares me to death. Amen. I'm going nuts and crazy and all kinds of weird. 
the angel of the Lord, the next verse says, and the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. <laughs> fear not. So the shepherd's fear is sudden change. Because the angel was letting them know everything is about to change in your life. You know, you understand that history tells us that these shepherds were shepherds of the sacrificial lambs. Not just any lambs, the sacrificial lambs. What that angel was letting them know is about to lose their job. <laughs> Pastor, I just lost my job. That might be a good thing. I'm not saying it is, but don't get all depressed and down and out because where one door shuts, God's got another ready to open. Because he's God. And he's a God of change. So don't fear sudden change. How many of us, we, we don't like to be caught, caught off guard. We don't like to do something different. We are uncomfortable. But now these shepherds were comfortable. They, were, they, were, they had their comfortable herd. We like our comfortable herd. We know what time we're getting our coffee. What time we're getting out of church. What time is preaching going to get done preaching. So we are comfortable. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost shows up and says change. And we say, not on my time. My roast is burning. I got to go check on it. And there's someone else in the Christmas story that had fear. And this is his fear. His character. King. His fear was losing control. Do you understand this guy? History tells us. That this guy is the guy that killed his wife, his brother-in-law, his two sons. And then he sent soldiers out to kill all the rest of the babies, two and under. The Bible tells us that. Because he was scared of losing control. So many times there's people in the church is got so much control of others because they are insecure in who they are. The reason Herod had a fear of losing control is because he was insecure as the king. But there was about to arrive a king. That is the king of kings. And the Lord of lords. And he is here this morning and he's saying give up your control. I'm here, don't fear it, don't lose it, lose it. If you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. Hallelujah. If you lose what you're holding on to, don't be afraid to let it go. We sometimes we need to get the Disney anointing and just let it go. Amen. Amen. Let it go. It's not worth holding on to. So, here he was. He, he, he likes control. But God is wanting to do something, to use you for something great in your lives. And you'll have to confront that fear of losing control. Because when he is not king, that means you are. And if God's going to be king, 
you're going to have to come off the throne. Well, I, I can keep my wife in line. Forget that. You serve a God that's big enough to do that. Amen. You serve a God that's big enough to keep your kids in control. You don't have to control them. Why don't you turn it loose and let God have it? And when God has it, you can step back and say, wow, what a God. Because control causes us to do crazy stuff and weird stuff and nasty stuff and ungodly stuff. You are now, trust me, and don't let fear hold you back. Trust in the Lord. Fear of losing control. This God has real control issues. So when the baby shows up, he sends his soldiers, says, kill him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. How many people out there are truly not trusting God with their life? And God's saying, it's time for you to go deeper with me. I want you to depend on me. And with me. And with my spirit. But you actually have to let me rule and reign. I'm not just Savior. I'm King. We like him when he's Savior, don't we? Well, when he wants to be king, hey, this is my throne. I'm reigning today, Lord. Hold on, I'll give it back to you when I get done. But first, let me chew out Brother So-and-so. I, I sit on the throne of your heart, is what he says, and I'm in control. Who wants to let him have control this morning? Lose all fear. Lord, I, I want to trust you. It's hard to do. It's not an easy thing when you see your kids going nuts and you want to go over and grab them. And I, uh, Listen to me. And all of a sudden, God says, I got him. I got him. I got him. You don't have to worry about him. You understand what I'm saying? Kids. We got some pretty good kids. And I'm proud of them. I, I wouldn't trade mine for anybody else's I've seen. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad I got them. But I've learned to trust in Jesus. It's not easy. But it's the right way. Lastly. There's a story of Elizabeth and Zechariah. I've got to hurry. I won't have to finish this up tonight. You all got to come back. All right. All right. I'm going to tell you how to get over the fear tonight. I'll give you four principles that the, was used in the Christmas story to demolish the fear. It's going to be good. But one person that lacks fear. That's the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah. Zechariah was 70 years old. When God appeared to him on the right side of the altar. And years before, Zechariah had been praying for a baby. God, give us a son. Give us a son. 30 years later, God shows up on the right side of the altar. And history tells us that Zechariah looked at him and said, when he said, I heard your prayer, he says, what prayer? <laughs> I prayed that in 30 years, God. Why are you just now showing up and saying my prayer is answered? I'm going to have a son. We are way too old for no kid. 
Are you kidding me? I'm seven years. What are you thinking, God? I'm not sure I like your timing. Right? Imagine having a kid at 70. Couldn't imagine having one at 40. Zechariah was sitting there saying, okay, God, really? For real. Get real with me. Don't kid me. Yeah, right? But God said, it's my time. I'm sending my son. And you're about to follow his forerunner. And Zechariah and Elizabeth had to overcome the fear of disappointment. Many times previous they had got prepared for a kid that didn't come. Come on. Yeah. Praying so hard. I mean, seeking God so long. Oh my goodness. It's all, all yeah, we're, we're, about to, we're about to see that baby come. All of a sudden, let down. Here at 70, here Angel shows up and says, your prayer's been 30-year-old, 30 30-year-old 30 prayer. Lord, I stopped praying that 30 years ago. I was ready for this, but not today. But Lord, if this is it, I'm going to hold you to it. Some of us are fear of being disappointed because something we prayed about 15 years ago didn't come to pass. And God's given us a brand new zeal for it again. And we're saying, God, don't disappoint me. Come on. People won't love again because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. Go out again. This Christmas, go get you somebody. Make sure they're good Christian and, they're, and they believe like you do and they're crazy and nuts and fruitcakes and all that. But go get you somebody and try it again. Because God is removing fear from us this Christmas. Amen. How many wants to have a Merry Christmas, not a scary Christmas? Amen. Amen. So tonight we're going to find out the four things in the Christmas story. I'm sorry. I debated whether even to start this this morning. I was like, well, I said, are you sure you're going to be able to get done in 20 minutes? I said, I'm just going to cover them a little bit. Well, I didn't. But anyway, tonight we're going to discuss how to remove the fear. So if this morning you're dealing with one of these fears, my life comes back to the piano. If there's one of these fears that have touched your heart this morning, I want you to step out. I want you to step out and come to the front. We're going to all pray together. Not going to embarrass anybody. 